Broken finger. Are you kidding me? Four weeks. We finally get the news. O'Reilly gets successful surgery today. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. And four weeks isn't the end of the world. But oh, my God. Can we please catch a break like one of these days? Any day? It was really bad timing because I had just recorded the Believers yesterday. And minutes after I had posted the episode, the news had come out. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. That's always what happens in the podcast world. So, uh, I mean, obviously, good things happen tonight. Leafs win. Um, and uh, I just want to, before we start the show, I just want to say one thing. On the last episode, I had this huge tangent about how Matthews doesn't have to score three goals in a game. He only needs to score the important ones. And um, I'm sorry, but... You called look, it. Look what happens. This, this is exactly what we need. So uh, He's fine. I'm joined tonight by a special guest, uh, Mikey D. Hello, hello. Oh, thanks, thanks for, for having me us. back. You guys are a bunch of beauties, don't you know? <laughs> Appreciate having you here. And uh, this actually came at your uh, suggestion. The topic tonight is superstitions. It's a stupid superstition. So we're, we're bleh, English. We asked you all to send us your pregame superstitions and uh, whether that's for watching the game or playing. So we're going to go through all those tonight. It's going to be a fun time. Strap in. Let's go. This is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. All right, we're back, we're back, and we've got a win to talk about. It's fantastic. Flipping the script, almost scoring two power uh, shorthanded goals after uh, letting two of them in. Scoring one, that's a good thing. Looking like a different team, even though they're depleted. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to call it under the weather, I, I guess, for now with JT. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, O'Reilly is now out with a broken finger for four weeks. Welcome back to Leafs Late Night, presented by Inside the Rink, where it's never too late for the Leafs. Also, William Nylander was playing heartbroken on against uh, Edmonton last week. So, like, let's let's give him a pat. Let's give him a hockey hug. (laughs) (laughs) Great big, great big Swedish hug for uh, William Nylander. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. Coming into tonight, like, what do you expect, really? Last game, there was garbage and jerseys and shit all over the ice out of like a blowout of a game. And the refs called that one completely. And tonight, man, the big, bad New Jersey Devils, they have Timo Meyer. They are doing so well. I'm so glad we came back and stuck with our record. Sammy 5-1-1 one one against the Devils. Leafs, what, beat them? What did they say? The last... I don't even know, eight of nine against the Devils. So why are we so scared? I mean, usually they make the Devils look a little silly and it's kind of a blowout game. This was uh, this was a close one. I got to give it to him. This but one man, felt like a playoff game. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, before we get into the game, they they mentioned on the U.S. broadcast because uh, <clears throat> blackouts, the uh, the New Jersey Devils in it's not their next week, but uh, I think it's in middle of March coming up here, they play the Tampa Bay lightning three times 
in four games over five days. So they play Tampa back to back, then they play the Panthers, then they play Tampa again between like Tuesday and Sunday or something. What? That is insane. You know, I I don't think those two teams play enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I saw a comment saying, uh, I think from one of our Penn's affiliate writers there from inside the rink, they they have a similar schedule. They face, who was it? Uh, It was the Rangers. The Rangers. Same thing three times in within a week and a half or whatever it is. Like, wow. Just just to shout out, you had that flipped. It was our Rangers writer saying they're facing Pittsburgh. Oh, sorry. Sorry. This That's okay. Ish. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. That's okay. Shout out to Mark Panzer. Yes. So uh, the other thing, I think it was Scott in our Discord who mentioned, and it was, uh, the Devils could help the Leafs out here in securing home ice. So if they can take advantage of Tampa being on a bit of a skid, I mean, I think they won today, but uh, you know, make them a little bit of a challenge. It might be nice. What was the final? Because, yeah, they were playing today, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious to see if they continued their losing sk- skid there. I think they... 5-2. Yeah, they 5-2, yeah, over the Flyers. Oh. Yeah, eh. and uh, Carolina went to shootout against the Habs 4-3. I was watching the score of that game because, you know, they're, they've are they been on fire the last two games after trade deadline, and I picked up the ghost in fantasy, hoping <laughs> that he would pan out tonight, but I don't think so. I think he's a minus three. <laughs> yeah, what I'm interested just being here in Ottawa um, in is that uh, the Sens are making a push for that wild card spot. Now, Chikrin's been immediately effective for them. They're uh, they're making a push for it. I like it. The town's getting excited. Everybody was talking about it at work. Their last couple of games, they've won by like multiple goals. Like it's crazy what's happening in Ottawa. Love to see it. Battle they could of be facing Boston. <laughs> oh, Battle of Ontario! Imagine though, man, that would be epic. Yeah, an East uh, Eastern Conference final. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. into the game, right off the bat, Leafs, uh, slow start to say the least. Sammy though, standing on his head in the first minute of the game, making two fantastic saves back to back Twitter erupts and, uh, man, it, it, he just is right back on track. You know, he had a couple rough games. They, uh, give him the night off, let Murray come in and then Sammy's right back on again. And this is exactly what you need when both goalies are healthy is just flip them out whenever one's not feeling it. Kyle Dubas said he trusted his goalies, and look at that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people were surprised today that Murray didn't get the start. But you want to keep them fresh, and do you give Murray the next game after a loss? Maybe. But honestly, I liked Sammy and Nett tonight. Uh, I have more faith at, in him at this point in the season. Um, maybe more practice time with Murray being healthy this week will be more beneficial. But tonight against the Devils, it was Sammy's net. And I'm so glad because, wow, what a first period to keep them in the game. The Devils pretty much controlled that period. And it could have easily been like 4 nothing for them at one point. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, I was watching the American broadcast. So there's no shot counter because apparently they just don't care about that. I don't know. I remember this wasn't always a thing. Like it was added fairly, you know, not super recently within the last 10, 10 or 15 years, though. But yeah, the American broadcasts don't usually have a shot counter. So I know the Devils were having him in. But what was the uh, the count at the end of the first there? 
15 to 5 for the Devils. Clearly didn't have their coffee. Yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, the Leafs would break out and enter the zone, but they couldn't get off that second, third pass to actually get the shot off or the play to get going. It seems like any little mistake, the Devils were on it. They turned the puck over and the Leafs were on their heels. They were chasing and chasing. And, you know, I got to applaud the opening like minute there the first shift Nylander with a nice chance um, Matthews entering the zone Marner to Ker- Kerfoot and or sorry it was Kerfoot sorry <laughs> um gotta give it to him but this has been the back and forth game <laughs> nice seeing a little graphic there off Mikey D's phone Look yeah out, and sports net <laughs> <laughs> and uh I mean, we talked about this. The Leafs haven't been overly fast, but they rely on winning a ton of faceoffs to be able to always be in control of the puck. Not having O'Reilly and Tavares, that's a huge hit to your faceoffs. Like, I know Matthews is good, but it falls off pretty quick after that. I mean, Camp is good, but you're not getting the same depth. So, I mean, that's obviously reflected in how much uh, possession the Devils got. And they're a young, fast team, right? So people adjusting their new spots in the lineup... um, Alex Kerfoot on the first line. I like it. I like, he looked good in the last game. He had a shot that I actually thought went in and I felt he looked good in this game as well. At first going into the last game, I even said it yesterday on, on the believers. I'm like, Keith, I like it, but what are you doing, buddy? Don't do this. (laughs) And, and I'm eating crow. So like, yeah, he didn't get a goal, but because it looks like he's like, it feels like ah, if the puck, like if they get a little bit more puck luck, maybe it'll go in for him. And like, I, I want to keep Kerfoot on the first line with how good he's looked. Yeah, look, the idea isn't that he's the best fit there. The idea is to get him some production so that he finds his game again. And it, what was the, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was kind of a, a double-edged thing where Bunting needed to kind of, take a hit on the third line and Kerfoot just needed to get a goal just to find himself again. So, you know, it, I think it worked out. Bunting played really well with camp picking up a goal there. And uh, I mean, I don't love Kerfoot on the first line, but I don't think it's awful given the circumstance they're in. It's just, I, I hope he gets one so he can get back to normal. Alex the Kerfoot that he was. Back. Because, I mean, I know last year people were still, like, not super high on him, but his point production was a lot better last year than it is this year. I think tonight they said he's over 30 shots now without a goal. Um, He definitely uh, can't cash one in at this point in time, but it shows, like, when they cycle and such. I totally agree with Mike Johnson on the broadcast there that the offense – it hurts a little because you can tell he's not as supportive to what Matthews and Marner would like to have. Um, But that's what they need in bunting as well. They need to get his jump back and for him to fight for the pucks and win these battles, which clearly wasn't happening uh, recently. So totally agree. Uh, Kerfoot for now, it works. So, if you had to put somebody else out there, because I know a lot of people are uh, are commenting on this um, and don't agree with Keith, and this is what's really starting to turn everybody's favor with him, uh, which I don't really agree with because I think there's a lot of revisionist history going on where people are like, oh, he's never made good decisions and he's not the right coach for this team. It's like they have their best record in franchise history for two straight years. So let's give the guy a little bit of credit maybe. 
I know he's got a good team, but like we talk about, it's not easy to coach superstars either. So uh, I, uh, where did I start with this again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kerfoot on this first line Kerfoot. is definitely different. Also, who are you, you know, putting we, there instead? Do you rotate camp or um, Bunting and Kerfoot, right? Or do you maybe give another look to someone who earned their spot? Maybe do you want to break up this bottom six though? Like, I think Achari is permanent on that first or fourth line. Um, who else do you really have to play with here? You have Lafferty, who's already moved up to the second line in that center role. Do you put do you split Holmberg and Steves where they play on the first line with the Marlies, so they're used to playing with one another? And then there's Camp, Achari, and Czar. Like there's not many options anymore, especially with Ingval no longer with the team. That's a good point. I mean, Yarncroak, can't he play on the left? He could. I'm I'm sure. I think he's all three position Chad eligibility. Engvall. Oh, miss you, Chad. It's one of my yeah. favorite names to use. <laughs> no, I know. I miss the giraffe and her giraffe noises. But Yeah, I think if it makes the most sense to put Kerfoot there, just given the circumstance, right? Like you got two of your big guys out. Like it's just, and you are trying to send a message to Bunting. I get it. The only other one I would maybe throw in is Yarn Croak, but uh, I agree that they have to give Kerfoot something. Like he's got to find it. They're heading into the playoffs. It's not as much like we're past the deadline and heading into playoffs. This is the time for him to find it. Or I don't know what we do with you. Yeah. And I'm not mad at our call-ups, right? Like Steve's tonight in Holmberg. I mean, Holmberg, I don't know if he was more positively impactful than negatively just because of the bad penalties tonight. I mean, there was a big block in the first, a couple big blocks. Some ended up in, you know, Palat's face is all chopped up after that. But yeah, that's not going to look great when it heals. Steve's on the other hand, I thought he was so physical and he fought for those battles and you might as well call these guys up. I mean, since they got back down with the Marlies February 13th, Steve's has um, five points in nine games, Hoberg four points in seven games. You might as well bring these top guys in who's been there, done that with the Leafs and bring them some jump. And I appreciated that from the bottom six tonight. Yeah, Steve's right out of the gate just absolutely ran Siegenthaler against the boards. That was awesome. Fun fact, too. Uh, the Marlies have been running 11 forward and a 7D lineup lately. <laughs> well, yeah, they've also had a couple of their guys moved, haven't they? And like, yeah. And uh, Anderson and basically everybody we, we traded besides Sandine and Engvall were Marlies. So I think they're a little shorthanded right now. Yeah, yeah. But I gotta say, I'm so glad the Leafs could kill off this four-minute penalty. I mean, starting the second period, or the third period especially, coming off a second where, was it tied up at that point, right? And, oh my god, it could have went downhill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to let you guys take the second, because uh, my uh, my washing machine flooded. So, Oof. there's, there's Oof. a bit of a background to this. So, um, I have... Don't get guinea pigs. Just don't. They're, <laughs> get a they're dog. cute. They what happened to Mitch and Austin? They're totally fine. Don't worry. We Did you put wash the... them in the... No. No. <laughs> I mean, I washed... A, or I mean, Emily washed enough 
fur in a blanket to make a couple guinea pigs though because they shed oh. like crazy and as much as you shake these blankets out this happens every time it's insane like they shed so much sounds like yeah exactly i didn't know either but <laughs> you don't even see it until you go to clean it out and it's just everywhere like i next time we'll literally weird. have to like get, <laughs> get one of those pet vacuums and uh, it's insane then you're gonna so anyway, suck they're... up the guinea pig <laughs> no like take the thing out and vacuum it out before putting it in the washing machine because basically what happened was it clogged up the water wouldn't drain and mm. i opened a thing in the bottom and it just went <sighs> all that over sounds the like something out of a comedy movie <laughs> it was the worst Man. so that was that's what i was doing for the second period was trying to fix the freaking washing machine and well, clean it you know leaves end the first period on the power play start the second to finish this power play in 39 seconds left, Twitter was pretty angry because it was pretty much just passing along the perimeter. Uh, no shots really at the end of the first, just 55 seconds of passing and missing and opening up the second. You know, nothing happens. There's one shot total and there's no goal on the board. So it's even and, you know, there's no doubt yet. But Yarn Croak comes through. Did you see the goal, Johnny? I guess you missed that goal. No, I, I saw the replay of it, though. <clears throat> it was beautiful. Me. Yeah, way to get the second line going. I mean, I believe it was Hall with a long stretch pass up to Lafferty, who speeds up the neutral ice back to Nylander, who backhand feeds this puck through four devils just watching the Willie show. And Yarn Croak is right in front of the net, ready to tap it home. Wide open net because everyone's star-eyed watching this Willie show. So I think it was Hall from, sent uh, that one, and Hall also sent the pass down to camp to um or but yeah, the oh my gosh, the oh last yes, goal there. The bunting goal. Yeah, bunting. <laughs> I, th oh, I uh, think it was from uh, at Life of a D Man. He tweeted after the uh, Yarn Crunk goal, uh, Sam Lafferty, and it was a gift from Superbad, and it was Seth Rogen. That's the fastest kid alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the guy looked like through. he used this power boost. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so nice to see that speed, you know, especially on the second line. And they were saying, Mike Johnson was saying that Nylander is kind of getting the shit under the stick here, playing with two random people. He's not used to playing in this lineup and he's still making it work. Like, I didn't think the second line really looked down tonight. And not at all. Yarn Croak, Lafferty, man, we see this center depth coming through. I mean, Lafferty's 52.4 on the dot uh That's and then good. um in general but tonight he was 50 percent. okay okay yeah so neither's a one-man show this year like oh. honestly it doesn't matter who he's with like when he's got the puck he's just been so good like just absolutely evolved into a different player this year last year it was like eh, turn the puck over i'm not yeah that kid in that picture yeah who was is like that? Eh, i'm not going to get it he was very <laughs> JT Miller-esque. Speaking of Nylander, I'm jumping a little ahead, but in the third period, did you see the Manlander chop right out of Marino's hands? Just breaks his stick it, like oh, it was, was nothing sad. at all. That was insane. I'm like, wow, that's a weak twig or this guy is just 
just hit the sweet spot. Super strong there. He's found another oh. year. <laughs> yeah. So I did come in for like the last three minutes of the second period, uh, which was enough to see mm. that Holmberg obviously whacked Palat in the face with his stick. It wasn't on purpose, but ew, that was greasy. But <laughs> yeah. The refs missed it. The ones who saw it or the one who saw it was one of the linesmen who called them over and they reviewed it like I get that this is how things are supposed to go in a perfect scenario. This happens maybe one out of 25 to 30 times. Like I just I I'm not frustrated that everything worked properly. I'm frustrated that it never does any other time. Like it's just, oh, we're going to we're going to do it properly this time. OK, cool, cool. Mark, mark it down. Uh, Tuesday, March 7th, they properly <laughs> executed the rule book. We'll do our jobs properly. <laughs> but if, even they didn't even completely properly do it, because as Mike, the fanatic pointed out, the play was offside to begin with. So this linesman who was so uh, studious that they caught this high sticking call. They missed the offside. It never should have happened in the first place. So it's just it's just a ridiculous series of events that to obviously every Leaf fan was frustrating because we never get these kinds of reviews. Yeah. Uh, Specifically Plot, Zach Aston Reese. Plot's face is simply fucked, to put it <laughs> simple. <laughs> and oh, yeah. it was totally unnecessary. This shouldn't have happened to begin with. It should have been blown down, like you said. And you know, it's it's unfortunate as well with the refs because this haul a goal, Czar lets up on the play thinking that it's an offside call. So, yeah. you know, a player beats him to the puck and it turns the other way. Like it just went to shit. And um, <laughs> real quick on uh, on Palat, not to get too graphic, but it definitely looks like they had to. Uh, um, just you can skip 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. It definitely looks like they had to pull his teeth out of his lip. Like it, it looks like from the inside, the the where it was swelled up. Yeah, it definitely looks like they had to, yeah, yank her out. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was another play too where (laughs) I don't know if you caught this in the second period, Mikey. Bunting stick goes flying straight up into the air because Dougie Hamilton just. No, like, I lifts that. it right up and he jumps like a child trying to reach his stick but it just like oh my god it almost hit the freaking uh, um screens i was like oh it was funny to see and there, but there was no call and they thought maybe it would be an interference call because it wasn't just a simple slash like he whipped it like like 10 feet up in the air like, what about when the leafs were trying to kill that uh four minute power play and um, which one wasn't it just the one four yeah. No, I swear yeah. they were on multiple, uh, like going into the third period. Yeah, it started at the end of the second, and then three yeah. thirty-two to open the third. Luckily, statistically speaking, starting a power play to open the period usually sucks for the team, and we were right in this this part. Uh, Leafs but dominated t- on the PK. But towards the end of it, just because you mentioned uh, Bunting's stick getting slashed out, yarn croaks. He had to go chase that. So it was a, they had about, I don't know, five seconds of a five on three while Yarn Croak had to go get his stick back because it just like chopped out of his hand. It's like, what? Come on. 
Yeah, and I saw Chris Hurley tweet about a chop at Czar. I think he got high-sticked in the face. I completely missed it, but he said, the difference between the two plays, Czar wasn't on the ground, you know, crying like a little baby, but then afterwards I saw his face pull and I was like, oh, okay, I would I would cry and go home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so... Ending the second period, they're catching up on the shot counter. 24-19 to end the second in total. Toronto, 14 shots. You know, actually playing completely differently from the first period. Like, it looks like a real 50-50 battle. Leafs are kind of controlling the play. And yeah, the third. Wow. Lots going on. Yeah, third. So, uh, sorry, take it away for a second. I just have to deal with a quick work thingy. Give me like. No, no worries. Leafs kill off this PK, strong, strong PK, and then immediately afterwards, the Devils go back on the power play because Nylander, aka Manlander, does his haya chop right out of his hands, breaks the stick, and we're like. That's out of character for Nylander because, like, the man is so chill, and to see him do something like that, it's like, whoa, buddy. Like, he was asked uh, earlier this season, like, oh, do you know how many goals you have? And he's like, no, I don't know how many goals I have, but I just know I have a lot of goals. So to see him do something like that, it's like, whoa, buddy, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, seriously. And where the hell did Mitchie Marner come from? Because honestly, in times like this against top tier teams, this is exactly when you want the power kill to come through. Because just in the nick of time, when you think things are might be going downhill, nope, Mar- <laughs> Mitch Marner comes back sweeping through shorthanded baby third of the year league leading, I believe, or tied with someone else seventh of his career. So nice. It's nice that Mitch Marner is a Toronto Maple Leaf. So nice. We're so fortunate. Never said a bad thing about him. (laughs) And Achari, I have to mention. We definitely didn't say anything about Mitch Marner in the first, like, uh, I don't know, two weeks of the season. Nothing bad. Never. (laughs) No, I never, ever, ever did. Yeah. And kudos to our PKers, though. Achari coming up huge on the PK. And, you know, McCabe tonight just with major blocks. And right after that, we're celebrating. I'm not even finishing my freaking tweet. And, of course, (laughs) Palat scores. (laughs) So the transition of messages in our Discord is like, Woo, yeah, Mitch Marner. And then it goes, fuh, 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 fuh. It was like that on Twitter, too. (laughs) Marner, yeah, and then all seconds fuck. left. <laughs> yeah, even Achari was like, "What the fuck?" It kind of seemed like Hall and Achari were along the boards and kind of gave up them on the play, thinking Hall had his man or I, I don't know what happened there. Mercer wins the board battle, feeds Palat, and okay, we'll give it to him. His face is all kinds of fucked up. Okay, and y- your favorite player is Mercer, Mikey D. I know that. So. My newfie boy. okay here's what i think happened is palat had just come back from the dressing room and was all like i don't know if they did on the u.s broadcast they sat looking at him on the camera for like 30 seconds they're just like yeah here it is was it blurred out oh no they were just (laughs) like looking at his face on it it was extended uh, Palat's face there. Yeah, just oh, like... Oh, No, i seen uh, there was an extended look at Mercer on the bench, like near the end of the second. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah. But um, when Pollock got whacked, they were uh, they when he came back to the bench, they just sat on him. Just. Yep, there it is. There's the injury. Have a good look at it. And I'm like, holy, like just a close up on his face for a while. Looking at how gruesome it was, he definitely came up. Sammy looked up and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and was thrown off. That's my my fun theory. Yeah. Polite or um, pol- what am I saying? Polite. Palat. <laughs> Absolutely on fire. Three minutes later, feeding Eric Halla. Yeah, and it's no longer an even score. Uh, this is when, you know, third goal, goal on seven shots against Sammy at this point in the game. Of course, it's highlighted across the board for us Leaf fans to be in more pain. And obviously, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, where, where is this going? <laughs> you know what I mean? But we came through. <sighs> we came, came back. Through. Michael Bunting. And Mikey B. Michael Bunting burying it on uh, almost a wide open net there. You love to see when you take advantage of those because nothing hurts more than getting that perfect pass to the wide open net and you just can't get the stick down on it. But Bunting manages to do it with his new line mate, David Camp. And I have to say it came off a stretch pass from Justin Hall again, who might not have had an awesome defensive game, but his uh, his offensive upside, he's, uh, he's been pretty good with these stretch passes this year. He's patient, looks at, reads the play. When he's got the puck, he's not bad. Nice. <laughs> I think I think that's where I've landed with Justin Hall. Justin Hall with the puck, I like. Justin Hall without the puck, I don't always like. Yeah, but Michael Bunting, twentieth of the year, guys. Kudos to Bunting, like being this. Hopefully, this he's is really started uh, the start of a diamond in the desert. Him. Yeah. Hopefully, right? Um, hopefully, but not too can... much because we do have to resign him. Yeah, <laughs> be good, but not that just good. Like give me, give me. Like I said, you just score when it's important. <laughs> like right now, I'm just like win games, but like the guys that are already signed can score all the goals. Let everybody else have like a let's let's, let's get a Nathan McKinnon signing in here <laughs> where we can like steal somebody for way less than they're worth because they had a bad year, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we're like seven minutes left in the period, and then Michael Bunting tie, uh, ties it up five minutes left, and then Timo Meyer just <laughs> randomly thinks it's okay to chop someone in the face with a stick, literally. Okay, to be <laughs> Hor- fair, horizontal, was, was up in the air, and he was try- he was looking up at it, and he had his stick up, and Kerfoot was looking up at it, and he kind of jumped into it. <laughs> And he didn't see Meyer's stick. This is what I saw, at least, was Kerfoot was looking up at it. Meyer was looking up at it. And they just kind of collided. But Kerfoot collided with Meyer's stick. So that's high sticking in the NHL. Now imagine that to the mm-hmm. Benny Hill thing. High sticking. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? We'll take it. I'll take a power play off that. It's silly, but it's, you know, you got to be in control of your stick if you're going to go waving it around like that, Meyer. Yeah, and the second opportunity all night long, the first opportunity kind of a fail, and coming through Austin Matthews after a whole night of complaints on Twitter. Man, quick shot in the slot. Marner to Nylander entering the zone. Nylander feeds Matthews. Oh my God, 29 on the year, guys. Like he's not like, it's not like he's not scoring. Like he's still going to have over 30 goals to end this year. He scored two against Seattle. He looks fine. 
despite everyone saying he looks off. No, he he's fine. He's been through colder streaks than this. He's he's gonna be okay. We're all gonna be okay, you know. It's it's a win against a team that matters instead of a loss against a team that doesn't. That's that's how I'm looking at this, you know. Lafferty cares about Vancouver. Right. Vancouver doesn't care about Vancouver. They chase coaches <laughs> out of town every other month. Yeah. But Lafferty first point as a leaf tonight. So kudos to him playing on the second line, getting that apple. And you know, the center death was good. Uh the worst person tonight was actually Austin Matthews, 41%. Uh Achari was perfect on the dot. We had Camp oh, at 71, Holmberg 75, Lafferty 50. Okay, well then I take back my comment about not controlling the face-off because that's my walk it back. I'm going to walk back my comment about they didn't control the puck because they lost face-offs. I mean, unless they were bad at them in the first period and I didn't notice. That deserve-to-win-o-meter is showing what, Mikey? What's the numerics on there? So it's showing, I thought this was hilarious, that it's showing the Devils should have won 71.1%. And the Leafs are at 29%. Ooh. 20th take, comeback win of the year, baby. Let's go. Take that meter and shove it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we should get into some superstitions because that's what we're all here to talk about, right? Oh, yeah. So Wait, let me pull up. It was funny because I brought it up yesterday on the Beliefers. Uh, I was going through the league standings because I'm like, all right, let's see where the Leafs are at. They're fourth overall. Let's take a breather. We're okay. And I see we're at 80 or 63 games. I'm like, holy shit, the playoffs are coming up. My hockey superstition is coming up, to which I posted about it on Twitter after with two images of me from 2020. Now, For me, my hockey superstition has been a thing since 2016 when the Leafs drafted Austin Matthews first overall. Before the regular season begins, I get a full beard cut and haircut. And I let my flow grow until the regular season ends and just before the playoffs begin. In 2020, the end of the world happened and... I basically looked like Grizzly fucking Adams. (laughs) I genuinely nice. hope whoever's list- taking in this episode, I hope you're watching the video because I'm animated tonight. Um, so <laughs> he, he looks like he comes to your school to tell you about how not to start forest fires. <laughs> <laughs> so that's from just before the bubble exhibition games had begun. And this is the after. Who is that? I, there was one time I went to one barber, like I go to different barbers every time there was one barber. I cannot recall who it was, but he's like, yo, you should have robbed a bank before doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You like, I saw those pics today and you completely punked me. I thought you'd made the cut. And I was like, damn, I I wouldn't have recognized you on the street if I were to see you. Two different people. (laughs) So yeah. If anything, my superstition has been altered this year, which I feel it might be a good thing for the Leafs. Um, because so going into this season, I because I went through a move and 
finances were hard. So I'm like, okay. And also I couldn't find a barber. So I just gave myself a beard cut and the beards come back. It's beautiful. Um, but now going into this playoffs, I'm not cutting my gorgeous flow. Um, <laughs> but I am shaving off the beard. Uh, I am curious to see what kind of Grizzly Adams I look like come the end of the playoffs <laughs> after the Leafs get their names etched in the cup. Believe it. Um, but yeah, that's my superstition. You might be a cousin it from I... <laughs> the Adams family. <laughs> I seriously don't think even my, my hairy picture there is hairy enough for that. Oh, I, know, I mean close maybe but, close um, <laughs> yeah no a lot of people do that eh uh, with the playoff beards and i don't know different little things we had a ton of people respond today with their superstitions whether they are hockey players or fans from pumping up to get ready to the celebrate the game watch the game to you know I don't know, things during playing a game. Uh, got a wide variety of responses, and yeah, thanks, Let's guys. go through them. Yeah, well, what do we got? What's everyone do? So first up comes from Alex at Alex McNeil. Uh, have to wear the Military Appreciation Marner jersey. Yeah, they lose sometimes in it, but every other jersey they lose automatically if I wear it. <laughs> so you know what? You win some, you lose some. That's a good way to go. If they always lose, don't wear it. So that really the superstition isn't necessarily wearing the Marner jersey. It's that all the other ones are bad luck. <laughs> Is okay. that a good way to put it? Because it's not like they're always winning when you wear that one. It's just they're not always losing. If they lose less in it, then wear that one more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up comes from Fun Guy, South Park Cal. Friend of the show, hoard my coffee breaks until 4 p.m. so I can watch puck drop. I love this one. Thank Zero you, productivity right? at 3 30 for pregame and warm-ups. <laughs> 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 That's so good. Love that. Yeah. I, I love yeah, that. I feel many any people are in your you... boat. Sorry. <laughs> no, any job where you can just like bank your coffee breaks. And just yeah, I gotta use That's them sweet. back to back here so I can watch some of the first period. I love yeah. it. Yeah, love that. But speaking of clothing, um, I had Rick at Padre zero four oh nine say simply they always wear blue on game day, and I believe that's a lot of that's what Leafs Nation does, right? Some sort of blue clothing article, article of clothing, or anything, right? What um, isn't blue? <laughs> what isn't blue i feel like i'm always wearing some sort of leaf thing or my car has <laughs> leaf things like i have the, the gloves hanging from the rear view mirror and i don't know just little decals and stuff but what's funny is i wear so much leaf gear that at the start of the pandemic where i work at my boss was like um well, because I got the uh, Toronto Maple Leaf mask, so it's got like a little leaf sticker on it. Uh, he was like, I'm actually surprised you like got something with a leaf logo. on." He would have been more surprised if it didn't have a leaf logo on it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so for me today, I had the uh, the new Leafs Yeti that I got my Leafs late night Yeti. Nice. With my water bottle that uh, I have like a blue Contigo that I stuck one of my um fun stickers from 
Oh my gosh, I need to find who it is because I haven't shouted them out in a while. I have a bunch of their art and I feel like an ass for not remembering their name right now. Um, oh, it'll come then, back. <laughs> oh, it'll come back. And then I've got Leaf boxers on. I was like, damn, I'm not wearing anything today. Oh, oh I'm wearing my Leaf. <laughs> I have one pair of Leaf boxers and I'm wearing them today. And everything else is gray. So I was like, oh, I'm not wearing blue today. But that was it. It was hidden. Nice. Next uh, one up. Yeah. Or you got something else? I have a couple, but go ahead. Okay. Um, next one up is from CJ at Coaching CJ. Different sport, but when I played football, it was always the same song before the game, same food. One time I injured my wrist and we won eight games in a row, so I kept my wrist tape on all season long. I think, <laughs> Ouch. yeah, this is this is like the most common one for people that play is routines, right? Like if you yeah. do the same thing before the game, you always do the same thing before the game. And obviously people playing are more serious about their superstitions and uh, their routines than people just watching. I don't find myself really like doing too much on game days. Like sometimes I do if we're like all getting into it, I'm going out or something, but like, yeah, just passive things like my bottle. <laughs> well, I, I believe Southey um, has mentioned many times before on this pod what he does or maybe in our group chat where he has to fold his jersey a specific way and tap the crest or something and <laughs> um, lace a skate. I don't know, like a whole routine before watching a game and before playing. And I know Bean sent us a very descriptive paragraph which we'll share in a little bit about what he does but it's these in-game things that get me like one guy for example responded thank you to sports forever says saying the sh word before any goals is scored against you <laughs> i'm assuming shorthanded shorthand right uh, that's interesting to note and then for example shout out you mean wouldn't that be S-H-O and then S-H shorthanded? I mean, an S-H word is shut out that you're not trying to say. I don't think anyone tries to not say shorthanded. Yeah, true. I, I don't know. I'm I'm so used to fantasy terms that I'm like, eh, I was yeah, double-guessing myself. <laughs> nobody uses the terms that a company that barely survived the 90s that's somehow running fantasy sports runs by. Yeah, fuck you, Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of hosers. But, uh, <laughs> Curtis at Entero Blue says, I know it's weird, but I never skated over the blue lines when I went to the goal. I don't think that's mm. weird. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's a Something different. more common than not thing. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like uh step on a crack, break your mother's back sort oh. of thing. <laughs> that's a saying I haven't I heard know. in many lifetimes. <laughs> Right. Um, and also, thank you, Mike Ross, a PA announcer for the Leafs, who also recorded our intro, said that when he works, when he walks past the large photo of Pat Burns with, with the Jack Adams trophy on the sixth floor of the Scotiabank Arena behind the suites en route to the gondola, I always double tap it as a way of saying hello to Pat. I'm like, Oh, that is so sweet. I love that. It's wholesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you take one more? I just got to finish something up and then I'm back to mine. So many people had superstitions and, you know, some people don't and that's completely okay. You don't have to believe in superstitions whatsoever. Uh, our friend Marty, run it back forever at TML Fan Advance says, 
no, I cannot control the outcome regardless of what physics or string theory science says. And then he linked a Forbes article that was written by Egan Siegel, who's a he has a PhD in astrophysics and is an author. And like it was this whole study experiment. And thank you, Marty. If anyone wants the good read, I love that meme. <laughs> that, <laughs> Mikey. Point, that point was for the Marty shout out because it's not a least late night episode without a Marty shout out. Yes. Hi, hi Marty. Exactly. <laughs> and it's very interesting uh this professor um goes on to do an experiment to prove that how observing the universe can change the outcome dun, dun, dun. the universe works Anyways, in mysterious ways yeah. <laughs> i don't know like it's it's so different for everyone i don't really have a superstition if we're talking personally like i didn't grow up playing hockey so i'm i can't really relate there but even i feel like every time i'm at the game they lose oh no <laughs> so maybe i should just stay home <laughs> from the games <laughs> i mean if they win more when you're watching at home then do more of that <laughs> right i don't know it's so weird i feel like i bring bad luck going or i'll do something sp- something weird and be like oh it's my fault or i said this sir you gotta find something where it's like it'll bring you good karma and then that good karma will come up when the leafs play yeah or if i'm too cocky right i'm like oh leafs matthews is so great and then the other team scores immediately after i finish my sentence (laughs) and that is karma (laughs) yes yes so okay I'm going to pull one back up from here. Um, Next one is from Tony Jenkins at Boney Stankins. Love it. Love it. Clean, great name. Pajama pants, six pack of beer, dirty jersey, and wife and kids out of the room. (laughs) I think you meant players. Hmm. I stand by my statement, joking about wife and kids. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Love that. That's fantastic. I feel like that's a lot of people in their man cave, you know, <laughs> drinking beer, doing whatever you love to do and watching the game in your Another beer. <laughs> Pulling so a Curtis I, from Alberta. <laughs> I, I, this is where I record, but until recently, uh, it wasn't where I watched the game. But um, now that Hogwarts Legacy has overtaken my house, uh, I do surrender the TV <laughs> so that I'll watch the uh, the game in here. It's also easier to stream from my laptop then the reason i was always frustrated with trying to stream it is because i'm doing it from like the browser on my smart tv which is extra frustrating because you have to use a stupid remote and it's like so this is much better yeah no keyboard yeah no keyboard okay next next one here um is from what is this at Steve's Steel 23. Steve Steel 23. Optimism question mark in this day and age. Yeah, that's there. Always. Yeah, always are funny on Twitter. Um, always hold on to hope that something good will happen. Always. I just for me, I'm an eternal optimist. That's why I'm like, like when you come to the believers, it's like the most optimistic, positive Leafs podcast you'll get to. And like, I just always hold on to hope. I'm a ginger. I'm emotional and I <laughs> don't hold back. I'm a cancer too. It's super fun. Oh. Um, so emotional damage. I'm going to give optimism you a hockey in this hug, day buddy. and age. <laughs> I log on to Twitter to check the temperature. 
is it plan the parade or is it uh, we're in hell because Kerfoot slash Hulf have moved up in our lineup? I laugh hysterically, then watch the game and sleep peacefully because I don't care until game one against Tampa. <laughs> you win. Because honestly, routine. that is, I hate how predictable it's become, but that's it. It's either, holy shit, we're the best. Look how bad our old teams were. I did this. Look how bad this team was compared to what we got now. This is crazy. <laughs> then everybody gets hurt. And it's like, oh my God, Hall's the worst. Let's trade Morgan Riley. It's like, yeah. I do got to say, it. though, the injuries were leafy, predictable, down two centers. You know, we're supposed to be gelling right now. But tonight's game could have been predictable seven minutes left in the third you know devils one up in the game leafs need to tide and hopefully push it to ot which i thought maybe that would happen but nah son we got those two goals really quickly and changed that narrative against one of the best teams in the league so ha so <laughs> austin, that. austin matthews remembered he was austin matthews and scored a beauty yes <laughs> All right, next one's from uh, Pragaria at Pragaria MD. Record the game and start watching after about 40, 50 minutes to avoid commercials and intermission interviews. <laughs> I get it, but I just, I can't not watch sports live, especially when you're on Twitter and you get updates from like yeah. four different apps and you're checking fantasy. It's like, I know what the score is. I can't, I, I can't anymore. The internet ruined that. Yeah, I, my phone will immediately ruin it on every single app. It's bad enough being like 15 seconds behind on a stream where you look at it, it's like, oh, Bunting scored, and you look up and it's like, and oh, there's Bunting goal. It was tonight, it was actually good. Um, Elliot Hall at Hall Elliot. I wait until my wife has gone to bed and sneak suitable uh, leaf shirts downstairs, blue, white for home and away. Yeah, I know it's stupid. Get food and drink ready so that less likely to disturb her after midnight and later. <laughs> um, not waking her until. <laughs> Oh, not that's another wholesome one. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Getting getting everything ready while your significant other is still awake and just collecting it all in a space and being like, "I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet except for when they score." <laughs> Hope then I don't wake the kids, honey. The <laughs> These fucking leaves. Next <laughs> <laughs> one comes from. Uh, Next one comes from Nick from uh, Inside the Rank, uh, Pikmin's writer <laughs> at Nick ITR or at ITR NIKS. Uh, I used to wear a jersey on game day, but we ended up losing, so I stopped. Oh no! <laughs> See this? This goes back to our first one, where it's like you, you could try something, but if it's not working, it becomes cursed, and you're like, I tried to have <laughs> a superstition, and it became uh, it's a stupid superstition. Instead. <laughs> So, uh, Simon at Leaf Simon says, I have a Leafs voodoo shrine. This is the most Leaf Nation thing possible. I'm sure it's, well, you know, I say that while I have Playmobil set up, reenacting Nazem Kadri getting suspended for high-sticking a Boston Bruin. So, I can't really talk. That's, this is, this is kind of a, a Leaf voodoo shrine right here behind me. People were asking on Twitter tonight, uh, who has the voodoo doll of Alex Kerfoot and Justin Hall? So maybe this guy. <laughs> no, I've got Sundin and Tavares and Matthews. The and other Wielander. guy, not you guy. Oh, this guy. <laughs> that that guy. 
Wait, me? I got Tavares <laughs> over there, and I got on my Leafs shelf uh, Sundin, Nylander, Matthews, and I got a couple of Funkos, Matthews. I've been, I didn't know until recently there's a Nylander Funko, and he's got a mustache. <laughs> I've seen yeah. there's been a Tavares one, but he's got the A on it. I want to wait until they release uh, Tavares with a C on it. Yeah, I have I have both of those actually. I have the Tavares with the A and I have Nylander with the stash. Beauty. I love how there's different characters okay. of Nylander. Like you don't know if you're gonna get the stash or the, which number? the young Prince Willie or which number. <laughs> I have so many different Nylanders and different numbers, it's crazy. All right, last one that I have here on Twitter comes from the one and only Curtis from Alberta Ayo. at LeafGuy403. Uh who can who can guess what this one is? Everybody knows. Put on a bucket and some mitts and slam a beer. Fucking beauty body. Because he's Curtis from Alberta. We love it. Yeah. That's all of them on Twitter. Uh, we did have one on Discord, actually. Love uh, it. I believe it's from our friend Pickles. Thank you so much. Um, she says, I don't change my outfit during games because I think it's bad luck. Like, oh, they're winning in these clothes. Better not change them. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't have to be a jersey either. I'm like, oh, okay. Similar to what other people have said. And we also have Beaner. We have to say this one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Beaner says that he usually... This is before playing, playing net, I assume. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If he's playing in net... His gear always goes on in the exact same way with no exceptions down to the strap to being done up the exact same way every time. And some point I have to listen to Stranglehold by Ted Nugent before the game. I have to hit my stick on each post, then my glove. I used to be much worse, but I would recite it like I would recite a saying before each game. If I'm playing out. Not too much, just have to get some speed in and one shot off of each of my goalie's pads and a couple jumps, minimal stretching. No stretching for Beaner. <laughs> As a fan, <laughs> typically just a shirt or jersey and my major league socks. And as for the saying, watch the movie The Grey by with Neil, Liam Neeson. And I tried to Google which monologue this is. I don't know what, what the clip is. Uh, he has to share it with us later on, but... Damn, Peter. Wish you were here to go into some depth with your response. Oh, my God. Nice, buddy. All I can take away from that is that goalies are insane because his goalie one is like... <laughs> if, I can't even. It's like the rider with the, you know, no brown M&Ms. It's, you know, it's every crazy... <laughs> a different breed of people. ...list... I'm like, yeah, I don't there. get it, dude. That's crazy. It's like I'm playing out. Yeah, just warm up a little bit. I'm playing in net. I need to burn incense and do four circles this way and listen to uh, the B side of Dark Side of the Moon. And oh, it's yeah, like... <laughs> let's go. <laughs> like, I, you fucking goalies, man. We should play man. this song next time he comes on. Before he speaks, I can't play stranglehold on here. We're gonna wait. Get speaking, taken of, down. speaking of music, <laughs> I got a question to ask here. Uh, so Marty released a beautiful banger, the the Passion. When is he releasing? Oh, yeah. When is he releasing a hockey EP? 
Just entirely hockey music. Yo, let's go. I mean, let's go. I'm down. Five like songs themed and everything. I mean, Boom Chick is pretty, pretty, pretty hockey all around. Rattle the glass. He's like but halfway yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Rattle the glass. Uh, little thing you can download on the next uh, NHL game. That'd be sick. Like a pack of songs. A little Spotify yeah. playlist. We love that. Marty, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Do it. Oh, let's go. Do bud. it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys, what do we have next, though? Next game is uh, this Saturday. Edmonton. For the watch party. They don't play until Saturday. I mean, this is good time for them yes. to rest up and like, yo, they got to be feeling like hot shit on Saturday. I hope so. Fuck, can't Big lose to Edmonton back. again, man. Yeah, bounce back game for the Buds. Hyman returns to Toronto. Oh my God, Murray has been confirmed to start. Um, anyone who's in the GTA, come on down to the bottom line TO. Uh, Mikey and myself will be down there. I'm sorry, they've time. confirmed Murray's playing, and it's Tuesday for Saturday. That's yes. early there are games where we confirmed. don't know. And like, what? That's insane. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Splitting up the starts. Um, I'm not complaining. Last... Again, I'm not complaining about a good thing. I'm complaining about every other time that that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully Toronto can even up the season series and it'll be a good one. Oh, the vibes will be lit for sure. Yeah. I mean, I hope JT's back. That's what I'm. I'm kind of fingers crossed. I think he was only supposed to be out for this one game with uh, with an illness. Yeah, but with an illness after he took two massive shots to the head. So I, I just hope it's not like, yeah, he's he's sick while we evaluate how bad this concussion is. His direct quote from today said, obviously physical game the other night for myself and felt good completing the game and the rest of the evening but woke up sunday morning feeling a little tired and just not like myself and that is a concussion ladies and gentlemen that's what happens don't will that into the universe i'm not willing it into the universe if you say it you're gonna will it into the universe you know what you should will into the universe but that's the leafs doing the thing symptoms of a concussion guys come on <laughs> i'm just saying i'm not wishing for it i'm just it, that's the symptom yeah. um well, i hope it's not but that's what it sounds too. like well our uh, grade a medical staff will be there and get his butt off the ice if anything any signs um maybe it's good saturday is kind of far away from now just to monitor how he's feeling throughout the week and getting some skates in in between and yeah be the good. boys will be ready. Hopefully, the boys will be ready. Hopefully. Um. Any? You had questions. Let's do questions. Oh yes. Uh, Where we sure go? If we will have some time for that. Yeah, we got a um, bit. Mike at Mike the Fanatic says, "Who are you willing to toss overboard to sign Nylander to an extension?" Ooh. Shit! I gotta choose. It's hard. What are you thinking, Mikey? I don't know. I love all Michael of them. Bunting. Like. That's a hard one. That's a that's a Kyle Dubas problem. And also, 
I have an, a great <laughs> meme for this, actually. Everyone's worried about money issues and all that. No, 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 no. The Leafs are the rich bitch. We're going to be fine, guys. <laughs> We're going to be absolutely fine. For, for the listeners, I'm showing a Homer Simpson meme, and it's the Leaf logo over his head, and his T-shirt says, rich bitch. The Leafs will be fine. Yeah, the buddy. Leafs will be fine. <laughs> I think if yeah. you're going to cut re-signing somebody, I would say I would re-sign Nylander over, like, you know, giving Bunting four and a half million or five and a half. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't want to have him stuck at some Kerfoot-like contract that we're going to hate in a couple of years if he has, like, a down year. Like, they're going to pay him for the years that, he's been here where he's been as productive as he has. If he slips by like 10 or 15 points, it's going to be the curve treatment where it's like, Oh my God, we're paying this guy. Like it's the middle of the pack. It's the movable contract. It's not league min. And it's not the top end. It's the person that you're going to look at and say, that's what's eating up our salary. And I don't want bunting to become that we can find somebody else that's on league min. We've got Steve's and, and all these guys that can come up. I don't think it's necessary to keep him to a crazy middle deal like that when you can re-sign Nylander who's really shown that he's a complete player this year and has been an offensive and defensive threat. Kids a stud. So that's my pitch. Yeah, and if, if you look at the roster now, right, we have way too many D. So obviously I don't think we're going to be keeping both Luke Shin and Eric Gustafson. They're both unrestricted free agents after this year. That's where Justin. Dubas puts a league min contract on the table and says, uh, there's Take one it, of these. It. It's Justin like Hall the Joker. It's like the Joker when he breaks the pool cue in half and goes, we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> and it's, it's Dubas just coming out and he has, he looks at Gustafson and Shen and he's like, you want to stick around on the team? We're going to have tryouts. Here's a league min contract. I'm going to put it right here on the table and see whose name is on it when I come back. Nice. I don't think Zach Aston Reese stays. He's also an unrestricted free agent after this season. Um, Ingval was clearly going to walk, in my opinion, so yeah. that was a great move. Get rid of him. Get the third. Um, hope it, too bad it wasn't a second, but whatever. Yeah, that was the only thing I was held up on. I'm like, really? Only a third? Because right? like especially if you get a first for Sandine, it's like, he's that much less valuable. Like, I feel like a second. For oh, him, I'm really going to miss Sandy. At least especially a second. Well, at least a second for the draft noise. Like, come on, like at least a second for his long neck and everything. <laughs> Ingval guys, like it comes well, with the publicity thing as well. <laughs> okay. And I think <laughs> if it's, if you're bringing in somebody to put on the first line, like the Islanders did right away, like even if it's, like if you're bringing a top six player in, I think the ask should be at least a second. Like a third to me is is like a middle six forward. But if you're going top six with Engvall, which it seems like the Islanders want to do it, and I guess maybe just with injuries that are going on, but like that's that to me says second. I don't know. I think we might have lost on right Wait, there. Uh, maybe the Sabres. What was his stats from his uh, Islanders? Hey, team. Islanders with scoring is dangerous. Yeah, how's Engvall doing with them so far? Uh, I don't think he's registered a point yet, actually. Oh, well, that sucks. Unfortunately, let me see real quick. I'm going to book it now. Don't think so. Engvall's getting a goal against the Leafs because I swear the Islanders play the Leafs like later this month or maybe early early in April. 
I'm booking it now that Engvall's getting a goal. And Roscoe, you got to do bring back the sound for that episode if he scores. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I will have to. It'll. The only time I'm going to get to do it is when he scores <laughs> on the least now. So next question, Burgo at BergG98 says, do you think that they win a series with Hall playing 20 minutes a game? Also, if they're going to use lack of experience for Lily as to why he was scratched, how is he supposed to gain experience in the press box? Uh, I think it. the thing with Lily, I know they said it was like a lack of experience, but I think what the, it really means is that all the other guys have the experience and they want to put them together to, to make sure that they all click. Like they know Lilligren fits with a couple of these guys, but you just brought in a bunch of new defensemen. And, you know, if anyone gets hurt, they're going to jump in. So you got to see what you got. Like, I, I get it. You know, it's right after the deadline. You want to see what you just brought in. We brought in Gustafson and Shen and McCabe. Brought in a like you, team. you want to make sure that in in any scenario, like you have a solid lineup, right? Like look at tonight with the forwards. You would never know when you could lose both, you know, Riley and Brody again. Like we were in a crazy situation with defense all year. So I just, I think it's best to know what you have. And uh, I just hope that in the long run, it doesn't turn into, you know, a lasting thing where Lilligren seems to be, you know, it becomes like a free Lilligren thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird because they changed the narrative to like seem at first, you know, Lily got banged up the first night he was scratched. So, okay, take a seat, let the new boys have some ice time. But then after the second game, Keith comes out with, you know, the comments about the depth on the D now and how he's kind of suggesting he's getting pushed down. I, I don't know. I feel like Lily has to be playing top four minutes at least be in the lineup every single night i get it but the difference is heading into the playoffs it's it's the experience right like lilligren's still really young and it is his second full year you're right gustafson's been there before with washington multiple times like you know shen's been there he's won you know there's there's a lot of experience that you want to have out in there the, uh, and you know, you've brought in McCabe to have a out of the remaining role. games. Left. So I think it's just about making that. Happen. Oh, sorry for interrupting you, buddy. Um, out of the remaining games left, how many games would you want to see Lily uh, be a part in? How many are left? Like 18, uh, not many tonight was game 64. So oh, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Good guess. Um, how many left man like with the ryan o'reilly thing he's only gonna get nine it seems um after being reactivated uh 10 games uh lily though it's it's hard because they're always juggling d partners so i feel like more the better just to gel with everyone it seems like every every game it's a different set of partners (laughs) I i don't know yeah, I think it's really just going to rotate depending on the the team they're playing against. You'd probably see, I guess, Shen come out. Like, who do you take out, though, of that six? I think the seventh will be rotating uh, between Sim or Timmins, uh, Gus, and Shen. But then that hard. and Lil- like, like, really, it's Riley, McCabe, Geo, Brody, uh, Hall, and 
then who's your sixth? And then it's like you have five names to pick from. Like it's it's just I don't really care how many games Lilligren plays in the next 16 because uh, I know he's going to be fine. I don't think he's going to lose it. Like that's not a long enough stretch if he plays like, you know, half of those to uh, to get off his game. Uh, him and mm-hmm. Gio work really well together. So I just I don't know. I think they'll be fine. It's just going to depend on who's healthy by the time they get to the playoffs. Hopefully everyone. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. We know we have Tampa and we know that they're going to be bullies, right? Actually, uh, just real quick. I hope that somebody is injured going into the first game because if everyone's healthy, somebody's getting hurt in the first game. We can't go into the playoffs that run healthy. That is bad juju. Fair. Let it just be Tampa. Saying. It's nice to have the options. Yeah. So Tampa, Tampa hard hitting team, you're saying? Hard hitting. you know they're you know and the less they have the puck the more they're going to be hitting this fourth line is danger now they have Jeannot on the third line man I'm so happy to have Shin now and we have the options option of Simmons and Achari like all of these names who are leader and hit leaders and hits it's we just have to outplay them I think uh my worry though is this bruiser attitude and picking up more penalties than needed. Like we don't need Jake McCabe sitting in the box for 17 minutes. We like, we don't need shit like that's going on, especially if the Leafs are going to decide running a 11 forward and seven D lineup, because what if freaking czar starts fighting and gets the 17 minute penalty. And then now we're down to 10 forwards. Like, just have to be careful and smart about things like don't let tempers fly and it kind of works out for bunting right now too right bunting is not under the radar for these purposes and it it was to the point where the commentators almost every game was like oh he's trying it again oh he's trying to do this and he was it was microscopic to a point and he literally had to lay low and stop that right now look at him now he's back on the fourth, third line and totally different style of gameplay, right? I think the biggest thing with Tampa is going to be not falling into their play. Like, I mean, Perry and, and um, oh, is it Belmar? No. Belmar and, and Maroon. Maroon, yeah. So just falling into getting bullied and retaliating is, I think, Tampa's strategy that works well against the Leafs. Is like, you know, you push them around because the Leafs – they've brought in guys that can hit but it's it's like you talked about it just don't take stupid penalties because they're they're starting to piss you off and i hope the leafs just you know do what they tried to do against um vancouver in the first period there the other night where it's just you know let them chase you around and tire them out instead of you know immediately jumping back but i mean when they needed to they answered all of it like the defenseman came to the defense (laughs) they did their job Yeah. So as long as that happens and you don't see, you know, Matthews getting into something with somebody or like, I don't want to see fucking uh, Geo getting in a fight or something like some of these new guys really new guys really have to step up. Um, I will definitely see it from Shen. So I don't know. I I, I like what I'm going to see from this team. It's just health, man. Believe for the the best question mark. Next question. We're running out of time. Uh, last question kind of ties into what we were talking about. Um, it is. Where are you? 
sorry, I lost my page. Um, I we got a couple of questions on. since we started recording. <laughs> uh, Michael Aldred at hockey underscore Rocky 14. Why the fuck does Keith favor Hall over Lily Shin, etc.? So simply put, Hall is a forever leaf in my opinion. I don't think you, you can't count Hall out, honestly. Like he's one of the most reliable PKers. Management adores him. He's yes, he's the third pair boss man. Like he should only be on the third pair, right? But he's being overplayed. It's nice to see, you know, McCabe stepping up tonight, especially with the huge blocks, uh, ending the period, you know, just keeping the game solid and not taking stupid penalties. Only two tonight for the Leafs. And yeah, that was all over the place, but you can't count Hall out. <laughs> Simply put. Um, Pragaria sent about five questions in here, so I'm going to pick one of them. Um, it's the one that has been brought up a lot. Morgan Riley at left wing. Why not? Why not? I because mean, Marner on defense was fun. Let's try this. <laughs> Marner on defense is a situational thing. But, like, okay, here's how you try it out. Say the Leafs line up on a power play while currently you've got O'Reilly and Tavares hurt. You throw like uh, Gustafson and Lilligren. I don't know, on like the second pair or something with like Riley at left wing. And I don't know, like do something stupid on your second power play to just like try him out on the wing. But like any other opportunity, I'm not doing that. Or like pl- put him on the wing with somebody in overtime or something okay, in the regular if- season when the extra point isn't going to make the difference against Tampa, like here, fuck it. Willie and Riley Say with Riley Brody. gets like a three point and night. Riley would you just want plays to keep wing. him on the wing after that. If he gets a three point night, it's because he's in a better spot to feed the guys for passes. But like, I don't know. It's going to depend on, depend on how they play defensively. I think this is a ridiculous situation. Like, I don't think it's the, the only times this has ever happened is like, Brent Burns and Bufflin, like in, you know, the modern era. I can't think of another one. I, was, I, I immediately thought of, of Bufflin. <clears throat> yeah, I know there, it's happened in the past, but uh, this is a different game we're talking about. You know, guys are actually yeah. working out and not it's taking not the smoke 50s. breaks. I don't have that <laughs> shit. I'm not saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you can, some guy could play net one night. It's like, yeah, because it's a step above beer league. Um <laughs> Not just, I'm not trying to discredit any players of the past. I'm saying like the drastic differences between some of them. Anyway, um, yeah, I just hey, you know what? The Leafs won. Yeah, he's not. A, he's not a winger. I don't think. I don't think he's. Look, he's so far into his career. Like, if he was 21, and we're like, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to develop a a two sided play here. But like, the guy's been a defenseman for. 10 years with the Leafs. I don't see it happening now. Like it's something never that I always happen. wanted with Thomas Caverlay, but it never happened. So it's I'm never just... going to happen. No, sorry. Okay. All right. We yeah. will be back Saturday, back to back episodes. Remember to catch up on our last one. It was fun. We talked about ice cream and chips and that's always fun. You know, <laughs> anytime. The, it, well, anytime the Leafs have a stupid loss, I'll usually you know, send you guys like fun questions after a loss because it's like after unrelated. a loss, just laugh it off. 
Yeah, you and Chris are great. Love for that. you guys. Yeah, and we didn't cover one. Did you want to do it quickly? Which one? Favorite uh, kind of Coke. Coke cherry or Coke. Oh vanilla. yeah. Fuck yeah, cherry. cherry. I have given vanilla chances. Don't get me wrong. I just that is just on my cup of tea. I've tried the two of them together, the cherry vanilla. I just can't. When I go to Wendy's and they have that freestyle, like multiple fucking flavors, lemon and lime. Yeah, buddy. Fucking chef's kiss. Mm. You can't go wrong with lemon no. or lime flavors in a soda pop. But I, I'm a, with those mixes, I do the Sprite with like Fruitopia. It's good. Nice. I'm a light pop liker. I don't like the dark pops. But I will, whenever, if I'm drinking dark pop, it's because I'm drinking spiced rum. I love spiced rum um, in Coke or whatever. I'm Pepsi more. So Um, that's a vanilla-y flavor, right? So I honestly haven't had vanilla Coke or cherry Coke since I was probably like 15. They brought it back. It's been (laughs) so long yeah or maybe even younger um then you see it at wonderland where you can construct your own and there's like a hundred different flavors right out of this huge machine i'm sorry um, steph you saying dark and light pops as though it's <laughs> fucking liquor is my favorite thing i've heard this entire podcast as though there's like there's like two different kinds of of there's like there two is. there aren't there's yes. not there's dark pop and light pop very different okay what is on the light pop side besides sprite and ginger ale and don't say seven up do seven up of course yeah those are basically lemon lime lemon lime and ginger so you like they're all good lemon lime (laughs) okay (laughs) you can get different flavors for light pops like if you name and name one that's not lemon lime um white (laughs) i don't know (laughs) okay i just not a fan of the dark pop okay okay do you put do you put like grape soda and cream soda and like and like orange like crush are those are those dark pops coke root beer that kind of dr pepper dr pepper yeah those are the good ones man no, and if my teeth feel like they're rotting and gonna fall. Oh, look out of like my a mouth. hockey player. No, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to I fix feel, these babies. I, like, I I mean, in my it, it's funny. I tweeted this out once, and it's like you know you're getting old when you ask somebody if they want to like share a can of pop. Not gonna because I <laughs> definitely can't like drink a whole one the way Wait, that I used to. I always do that. Um, whenever we get um. If we eat out, we always get one combo, <laughs> share the pop and fries. <laughs> right? That's that is being like in your late twenties. Yeah. It's I can't finish yeah. it anymore. No. Yeah. It's just it's a different different metabolism now. I used to when those mini cans came out, you know, you can get the six pack of like the they're like the slim. Oh, cans. the fun like, pack. Four. Now I'm like, oh, those are for me. <laughs> for like triple the price. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's like third of the is, amount. Why is this more expensive for smaller cans? Well, there's more, more, more can and less drink. So you're, you pay the can. Yeah. To be fair, I only drink pop when I'm like eating pizza or wings or like greasy food. Like I never drink pop otherwise. Um, Like just casually drinking pop. I don't know. I just don't crave it. 
but yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that McDonald's chemically engineered the Sprite machines to like the. So I I think it was like a TikTok, but um, somebody who uh, it's like uncovered fast food secrets. And they apparently had somebody like a molecular, you know, taste scientist person. I don't know what the term is. um, Develop the perfect combination and, you know, uh, structure of the Sprite for their machines that it would make the fries and uh, everything taste better. And like the Sprite tastes better because of the the salt and the fries and everything. So it's like the Sprite at McDonald's is is different than like the Sprite you can get anywhere else. They, They made it themselves half water half pop i so, actually like mcdonald's sprite so what all those memes are like the mcdonald's you get at home when it's like we have mcdonald's at home yeah it's, it's not the also same bummer sprite. When the mcflurry machine is out come on guys got those fixed already ice cream machine there was a whole documentary about it's a whole it thing. yeah it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. It's that the company that makes the ice cream machines is like they've since day one been like hand in hand with McDonald's and the company just to sum this up really quick because we have to get out of here. Basically, the company that makes the ice cream machines charges the franchises to do repairs on them and the money basically just ends up going like getting a kickback to McDonald's. So like McDonald's gets a kickback for this company just going out and, and sending like, you know, an $800 bill to your local McDonald's for fixing their ice cream machine every like three weeks. So they purposely have made these ones that break themselves. I don't care if this shit gets oh, no. taken off. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody, this all came out because a guy came up with a, um, it was like a little USB drive that you could plug into the ice cream machine that would override all of the back end bullshit that was making it break on purpose. And everybody's, everyone's were all of a sudden working fine and they weren't breaking down and he got a cease and desist. And so that's what blew this whole thing open is because they're like, oh, so you are purposely doing this or else you wouldn't stop somebody who's making your machines work. It's like the eighties where floppy disk would always be like, it's the end of the fucking world. (laughs) (laughs) End of the world, baby. Last thought about pop uh, just came to me. Um, Johnny, I've seen you drink cans of club soda while filming this <laughs> podcast. And yeah. um, what the fuck is wrong with you, first of all? You might as well drink tonic water as well. Like, what? Who does this? No one. Tonic water and... has a taste and it's not good. Club soda is just carbonated water. Yeah. Why? Not a fan. No, um, Nothing. It just tastes like like okay, static. Peasant. No, your, it tastes enjoy like Enjoy your still static. water, you uncultured swines, <laughs> while I drink sparkling. With no flavor, just gas. As as though Canada dry club soda is. Wait, what do you guys consider bubbly? I do have I a have soda a, stream. No, the, the bubbly is that or buble? No, the cherry one gross. is good. The cherry one yeah. is good. Ring and That's like the only good one. There are there's so many like really good flavored sparkly waters out there. We could do a ranking <laughs> yes. of these one day, but like bubbly tastes horrible. Bubbly tastes like <laughs> Jolly Rancher flavoring dropped into a can of soda water. 
It tastes like the flavor screaming from another province and it's like, what? I can't taste or hear you because it's so fucking far from me because literally it's nothing. It just tastes like shithole, but Johnny likes (laughs) flavorless nothing, apparently. I I would rather drink flavorless club soda or I put like lemon or something in it than like a lime bubbly. Those things are fucking nasty, man. Like the lime ones are gross. It tastes like metal. Like it's not real lime flavored. It's like, why is this fake Ugh. but on the other hand i'm not going to name the brand because i kind of want them as a sponsor but they have really expensive sparkling waters but they're really good but they're really expensive. expensive it's stupid oh and i have a no. soda stream i can make that shit at home i have one too yeah, and i find myself fun, not using it that much i have like a bunch of mixes i want a coffee wow. over tonight's uh leafs win my uh devil's buddy and i we put oh, a nice. uh, coffee bed on it and we were messaging back and forth we're like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck and coming out with the win uh nice if the devils had won nice. i would have gotten them a large double double but the leafs had won so i can already taste that large double double i can already smell it hell yeah all right, we got to get out of here. I uh, I rambled about food and pop too long. You get me going about stuff, man. <laughs> I can go. So check out uh, check out Mikey on the so, Believers Pod. Where can I find it? Basically, you turn a corner, you're going to see a reason to believe. Uh, I just recorded a new episode yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I went on this whole like two-minute rant that it took me days to record because I was originally going to record on Friday with an old friend of mine, uh, but we had thunder snow down, in, down here in Toronto, and it looked like the fucking apocalypse. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, I thought I was going to die. Um, (laughs) the power went out and I lost that whole interview with them. So I didn't record Saturday. I'm trying to record every Saturday, but after that lease loss, I'm like, no, I got to go to sleep, uh, to wake up at unholy hours for work. So (laughs) I was going to record, uh, Sunday after work. I was pretty fucking pumped to do it, but my internet was like, no, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to crash. So, <laughs> fuck you, buddy. Eh? No, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> so, so no, oh, today, no. son. So Monday, about after mid Monday mid afternoon, everything was fine. The internet was fine. It, like everything was hunky dory, and I got it recorded. So there's a new believers that came out yesterday or the other day, um, doing this with whoop, you whoop. bunch of beautiful people. Love you guys. And you can oh, yeah, follow my shenanigans on yeah. Twitter and Instagram at MikeyD underscore 392. And uh, the Beliefers on Twitter and Instagram at Beliefers Pod. Uh, and yeah, don't stop believing. Don't stop. Weird no, Al's got to do that. Down. Or Marty. Uh, so <laughs> oh, I'm giving him all the ideas. We're writing your album for you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. So this is a Austin Matthews. Like-